there we go. Yeah. We're, all, we're just off sync. We clap for ourselves. Uh, love, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, I hate saying this. You got when, for any future intensive purposes, try mm. to speak like really hardcore into the mic like that. Oh, like this? Like that. All right. You're you gonna draw. It. Why you turn to Shaquille O'Neal? I'm not turning. Oh, I <laughs> misunderstood the assignment. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I'm here now. Love. Yes. How was your day? First? Oh, brother in Christ. How was my day? Yeah. What day is today? Monday? Today is a Monday. Um. How how raw and real can I get? I mean, well, I'll probably put filler. Go ahead, just all right. Try not to um, so this is for the ladies. I had a gyno appointment today. Oh, that was crazy. It's a new lady. My last gyno was a guy. Uh huh. Anyway, so, so I have a new. Yeah, what's up? Tell since me. we're on this topic, this is a great topic. I've asked this before to other uh, women. Okay. Who do you trust more, a female gyno or a male guy? Um, I'm biased. Okay. If it has to do with my anatomy, the yeah. best person to assess and understand it is someone who shares that anatomy. Yes. So, if someone was born female, yes, understands that, then that's a person it. I would feel more comfortable with. Albi, who do you trust more, a male gyno or a female gyno? Uh, female, female gyno. It's but you know I would never be in a position. Or I need a guy, no. You never know. That's true. That's an interesting question. Um, do trans people who undergo bottom surgery, do, uh, is it? do they no longer need a urologist? Do they this now need a gynecologist? Man, this is such an avenue of untackled like per conundrums here. Uh, is there a thirdologist? Is there is there like a they-themologist? Is that oh, what we're trying to say? Let's do it. Let's do it. What? Let's do it. Become. Start business plan. Be- yeah. Become. <laughs> <laughs> Learn well, we're going to become Dr. Love. Do you guys remember oh. Dr. Love? You know who that guy was? No. So famously, uh, a few years ago in Fort Lauderdale, there was a 17, 18-year-old kid that he marketed himself as a gynecologist. And he rented out, like, a suite in a hotel room. And when we go visit him, them, him. Yeah, yeah, literally visit him. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he would perform. And, uh, yeah, he got arrested. He's been arrested a few times. <laughs> he, Dr. Love, if anyone ever wants oh to look him up. Oh, my God. Dr. Love, if you ever see his photo, if you ever want to have, like, a fun time, go look up his photo. His photo is hilarious. And he, That's super funny. So he became – Scary. He, he tried to come off as, like, this, like, I am an OBGYN. And then he got arrested, and then he became, like, a love guru guy. Excuse me. And then he also became, like, <laughs> he hit, like, every scam possible. Oh, my like, God. He went love guru. He went into, like, uh, how to handle your money. And he was doing, he's been doing this since the age of 17. <laughs> how old is he now? He's t- kind of too good at this point. I think he's got to be in his mid-20s. He's got to be, like, oh your guy's no. age. Like, young. A corporation got him. Like, he had oh. to... Have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Yes. That's what he reminds me of. He's like the black Frank Abagnale. <laughs> but Frank Abagnale, like, man, who is a who is a more detrimental criminal? Is it Frank Abagnale or, or Dr. Love? Frank Abagnale. This guy, he like, it sounds like he just, uh, you know, like, I mean, he scammed some people, but Frank Abagnale was... 
flying. What was he do? Actually, I don't know yes, if they, if either of them were that detrimental. I forgot. Illegally? He was a doctor. Yes. Oh my god. I forgot oh yeah, he was a part. doctor. Yeah. He was a doctor. <laughs> can, can you fill me in? Okay, have you ever seen Catch Me If You Can? Can you w- fill me in? Wonderful film. Uh, Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Frank Agnew was this kid. He got raised by a father who was a male person. And because of his experience with his father, oh, like a male, like a mailman. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> we have to ask these I was now. like, I get we just had a He's trans a combo, but. <laughs> and uh, because of uh, they insinuate that his father kind of trained him, but he learns how to like forge not only signatures. He learned like perfectly, learned to forge checks. He learned to forge anything you can imagine. He was so good that he was just cashing bananas checks. But he was also a very eccentric, and he was able to be like kind of a chameleon, like a social chameleon. So he would, at one point, he was a pilot. At one point, he was a, like the director of a floor of a hospital. Um, and he had no certificate, nothing. No, he, this kid is pure oh BS. The American dream. The, the American dream, dude. Love this. Pretty much, because you know what's <laughs> the best part of it about him? They catch him. So, uh, spoiler alert, I'm sorry to kill mm-hmm. the movie for anyone. They catch him, and then he turns into an FBI agent. <laughs> no! Yeah. Ah, I yeah. love this. It's the, it's the best. Uh, most. How do you even? A lot of even? law enforcement, and I mean, a lot of people in general in American government. I mean, you can go Operation Paperclip if you want to get really conspiracy theory about it. But, uh, yeah, Frank Abagnale. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. A company must have grabbed him. I love this so much. Oh, this is great. Would you do that? Do you feel like you could handle, like... Oh, not a day, not a second. Uh, I, I put I, pen to ink, and if it's a fraud, I'll die. It's too much. What, My heart can take it. What profession do you think you can get away with BSing? A sex coach. No training. I'm sorry to say that, but that's how I feel. Okay. Albie? Comedian. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) With that, welcome to Weird Waters, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Raul. Our guest today is Love Cherry. Thank you for coming on. And we have, of course, the great, the powerful, wonderful Albie Dominguez. Thank you. Uh, let's get plugs out of the way really quick. Uh, uh, love, is there anything you want to plug? Plug yeah. what? Uh, like social media. Do you want? Any oh my god! Go follow you. Um, sure, if you want to on Instagram, I'm thick with two C's. Dot Christian, as in Christ. Okay. Ian. That's it. Christy. Hmm. All right, uh, Albie. Yes, um, Albie and I have a show every Thursday at Lincoln's Beard. But only come to the show if your car breaks down. And you're close to Lincoln's beard because you were actually on your way to a Dade County comedy show. <laughs> I love that. Dade County comedy supports all comedy shows as long as we grow comedy in Miami. <laughs> cool with that. Oh. Um, guys, by the way, congratulations on that, bro. Uh, yeah, thanks. It's me and Raul. That's awesome, bro. I'm yeah. Happy. It's Lincoln's a, fun, a fun spot. No, other Raul. other Raul. There's three Raul's technically in the Miami comedy scene. Yeah, Damn. but we're Father, all different ages. Spirit, we're, in fact, this. you can rage us like you know how like they have like Neanderthal to modern <laughs> human photos. Like you can just range us like that. Like 
Oh my god! It's just an old and fatness. Like it's funny because Raúl has hair and a beard. You have a beard, and then other Raúl has he's no. nothing. <laughs> wow, the evolution of man. Yeah. I love that. Oh man, I wonder if you can rank us by grumpiness. Well, I think it kind of it's it's kind of like a horse, uh, like a horseshoe, a boomerang effect. Okay. Like I feel like Raúl's kind of grumpy. Like, like, well, politically, let's just say that, yes. like conservative, and then you're vaccinated, and then, <laughs> and then older Raul makes like you know <laughs> sketchy Facebook comments and stuff like that. Yes, yes. That's I mean, uh, you know, we're all in certain areas of our life of January six, you know. That's oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, love. What's up? So you're a person I like to describe as comedy adjacent. Mm-hmm. That you are always Another. around the comedy scene. Yeah, I call myself the comics comic. I like to make you guys laugh. Uh, wonderful. Mm. Your regular Doug Stanhope. <laughs> what? Doug Stanhope is normally considered like the comedian's comedian. Oh, I was thinking more like Flavor Flav, like hyping y'all up. Oh, I appreciate yeah. that. No, hype man, hype man, we always appreciate here. I, mm. I am a thousand percent about that. What got you into that? Why, why did, why are you starting to? Um, I used to go to um, Focal Brewery. Okay. That's where I met Sergio. um, um, Sergio Mendez. Yeah. Um. I think Raul. um, Amanda Vasco and Joke Reptile on Instagram. I don't remember. (laughs) Never remember saying that. Shout out the New York homies. Oh my God. Shout out the the infamous, the, I'm sorry, but the famous. (laughs) I mean, Vasco did do a set with. On Andrew Schultz recently, so fuck yeah, yeah. argument. No not discussion well, needed. We're not allowed to brag about that. No, of course one we of are. Us, one of y'all. Sorry. Yeah. No. Her I mean, success is my success. Is your success is is is, is, is love success? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, say less. Yeah. I'm successful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Amanda. Ah, uh, miss her. I'm gonna go up into New York in February. By the way. Right That's on. Special announcement. I'm gonna go. Up. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Dano. Get me on a fucking room. <laughs> no. Oh, I thought he actually. Oh. No. He will, he will. I mean, I mean, no. What do you mean you're fucking around? Hit hit them up. I'm going to hit them up. I'm not going to be a <laughs> jackass about it. It's the holiday season. Like, hey, Let them enjoy their family. Oh, yes. Tamp my shitty comedy down <laughs> your throat. <laughs> um, so you went to Focal and what, you fell in love with comedy? Like, what happened there? Um, I just really like the vibe and the. I think the emphasis on community, but in a space that is more informal, like very relaxed. Like it was a brewery, like I love beers. And so I got into sours at Focal Brewery, like that changed my life. It was just a very positive experience for me. And I have yet to find such a positive vibe in Miami outside of the local comedy community. So Mm, I I just kept supporting. And next thing you know, yeah. Anyway. So here we are. The rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah, I'm your problem now. Uh-huh. Albie, of all the rooms that have gone by a site, mm-hmm. is there any of them that you like miss the most? Well, I think Focal was a great vibe. It was a, it was a I good room, but it was a great hang. Oh, yeah. uh, some rooms just have that energy. Uh, um, rooms that have fallen by the wayside. I know there's more. Um, there was a room that Manny had early on. Mm-hmm. Um, at least early on when th- I did it once or twice, maybe the craftsman. Okay. And I guess um, it, it was weird. Um, I guess I'm just nostalgic about it because it was one of my first sets. And, uh, you know, I used to have uh, a show at Vasily, and that was yes. like my first uh, 
So I guess, I mean, I guess I kind of, you know, it was nice to have a weekly show every week, and that was my first time hosting, so. But I don't know if I miss it, you know. Yeah. You know, it's a one room that, I actually hear this a lot from the Fort Lauderdale comics. Robot or um, Funky Buddha? Yeah, Funky Buddha, now it's Robot. Everybody talks great about that room. They're like, oh, that's so amazing. We used to drive four hours to get five minutes, maybe, and it was it was just that good. And it's like, was it that good, or were your options just very limited? I don't know. I don't, you know what's the room that I feel that, that sentiment with? That's also gone by wayside? CNI. CNI Studios was, like, especially during the middle of the pandemic, yeah. it was the only spot. It was kind of a safe haven. It had a little bit of a, a comics for com- like like performing for, for just comics vibe. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't. It was. A, I definitely appreciated it because it was exactly what you said. It was like a safe haven uh, right out of COVID. Sean Mullins was on, dude. He was hosting shows like the week of the lockdown. He was like hosting a show at his house. Wow. What? I didn't know yeah, that. dude. I thought he was crazy and like uh, Sean Mullins wow. did not fucking stop. Um, shout out another New York homie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my whole. Sean Sean's is fucking amazing. The first the first show I ever did was Sean. It was um there was a kava bar in Winwood on the corner of Winwood, really close to the spot. And uh, I remember I messaged Sean. I was like, so when COVID happened, I thought half the world was gonna fucking end. All, like every report coming out from the WHO was like forty percent of the population may find this fatal. Uh, all the stuff that was happening in Italy, I know people forgot about that crap, but like what was going on in Italy, what was going on in New York, I thought, oh my God, half the world's going to end. So I did two things. I <laughs> called all my ex-girlfriends to try and reinvigorate all of our past relationships to no success. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing I did was I was like, fuck, I want to do the one thing I always wanted to do my whole life and was stand-up comedy. And uh, that's when I found Sean on Facebook. And messaged him. I went to that Kava bar. I did like maybe two and a half minutes. I ran out all my material, burnt through all of it quick. And I remember yelling, not yelling, but like in the mic, I'm like, okay, I'm done now. Come get me. (laughs) (laughs) I felt so bad. Sean was like in the middle of a joint and I'm like running up on stage. And then um, the funny thing was like two weeks later, that Kava bar like done. It was like closed down. Uh, and yeah, but, uh, but Sean, man, he ran. I thought I ran a lot of rooms, but when I look back at it, man, all the rooms that Sean was running at one point was bananas. Like he had that. He, he had bananas. I mean, he might have. I thought that was another guy. Um. So we're gonna talk about. A. Uh, are you excited for Deadpool three? I haven't even asked. Uh, I I am excited. I have a little bit of Marvel fatigue, a little bit of cynicism, but you know it's it's too it's too juicy to not uh, give in. Uh, you know Hugh Jackman and all. Oh, it, it is enticing. I wonder what we would bring as a villain. I hope they do Omega Red. That would be cool. Um, Who's your favorite X-Men character? Oh, uh, Nightcrawler or Wolverine. Uh, Nightcrawler is what I say, like, when I want to go with a deeper cut. It's not that deep, but Wolverine is really where my heart is. Gotcha. Yeah. How about you, love? Do you have any specific 
I don't know what we're talking about at all. X Men? Oh my god! It's a superhero thing. Yes. Okay. It's but they're more than just superheroes. Oh, sorry. Oh shit. Oh god! I struck a chord. They were they're they're a group of mutants. So they're called mutants. Um, because they have a gene that mutated that gave them these powers, and usually these genes uh, manifest in adolescence, um, just like sexuality, for instance. So the X Men, oh, this and, is a good one, and, uh, yeah. and the mutants. So the mutants kind of represent just marginalized people in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know the gay people uh, at one point they represented people with AIDS. The racial thing, and uh, so it's focused on young people. Charles Xavier, he has a school for gifted youngsters and those are his X-Men. That's like the group. Mm-hmm. And he's like the Malcolm X. No, he's like the Martin Luther King yeah. of the mutant world. Mm-hmm. He's all like, we can coexist with humans. We have to forge peace, this and that. And then his ex-best friend, Magneto, this very powerful mutant with magnetic superpowers, a Jewish man. Magnetism. Yeah, oh, a Jewish that? man who was in, uh, the who experienced the Holocaust. Um, so and he's he's also experienced like mutant prejudice. Um, so he's like the Malcolm X, like there's no way we can get along with them. We are the superior race. We have to we have to establish dominance over these uh, tyrannical humans. And so it's it's I, I feel like it's always been set up to be a little deeper than your average uh, uh, comic book uh, franchise. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the fact that Stanley came up with the allegory. Uh, you know, it's oh, something wow. that we don't describe about Stanley enough is that, like, he was very pro, he was a very progressive writer, and he was a very progressive guy in general. And the idea that he came up with this allegory of, like, Magneto as being uh, Malcolm X, like, any, by any means necessary, even violence, extreme violence, to, to make sure that your um. people are safe. It, and then you had Professor X, uh, again, a doctor, uh, who's, like, preaching this, like, nonviolent negotiations, um, a, using diplomacy to, mm-hmm. to overcome these odds. It, it was a beautiful, it really, for kids, and this is all meant for kids. The, the crazy thing is all meant for kids. And wow. Stan Lee and time with, you know, I mean, Jack Kirby t- did a little bit of the artwork. I think Steve Ditko took o- over more, and then, like, Chris Claremont later on life. Um, the point is that it's a really wonderful allegory to like not only race relations but just differences people have and it's a it's one of the most underrated comic book series underrated i think so bro how would you, how would you say underrated they have like 15 <laughs> comic books they make so there was a whole marvel universe just for the x-men yes yes but i think like as far as like importance in culture x-men is like oh like for the average civilian yeah i get you yeah. um I don't know, bro. There's a lot of... of uh, I, I get why you say that, because maybe it doesn't have the same ring as Superman or Spider-Man. Yeah. But there's so much X-Men content. Um, but maybe maybe I just grew up in it. Who's your favorite X-Men? Colossus. I'm a cliche. Right on. And ever since the word. I love, like, the sacrificial superhero. And, that, and like, oh. Colossus forever is, like... The sacrificial, protect the family kind of superhero. So I always loved him. And he was Russian. It was fucking cool. Yeah. Also, uh, one of the first prominent uh, gay superheroes in like an alternate timeline, they uh, they made they made his character gay. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, his ultimate version is gay. Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Wow. 
That's crazy. That's all. And, and he's and this big, burly dude, so it's yeah. kind of like playing against. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh. And like his, like, oh, man, I can dive into Colossus's main love interest is so his power is that he can transform into like this almost adamantium steel skin. So now he's like super strong. Oh, he's wow. like a super tough, durable guy. His main love interest throughout, I mean, maybe outside the multiverse mm-hmm. parts, but his main love interest is this uh, other mutant named Kitty Pride. Her thing is that she phases through this love, so she's incorporeal. So it's like a weird, it's a oh, weird yin yang their relationship so that he's like literally the most densest mutant of wow. all the X Men, and she's, and like, she's like the opposite entirely. Wow. This is these thoughts are, or these ideas are so inconceivable to me. Like in my lived experience, like yeah. I'm a Haitian American, I grew up in a Haitian culture, so for me, I didn't really get like a superhero-y upbringing. Like I, I'm learning about art yeah. and like politics and like sociopolitical dynamics through the expression of like science fiction yeah. and superheroes and things like that. And so my appreciation comes from like, um, like in this more like mature state of being, like understanding the messages that they're promoting. And like, I, I appreciate so much that they're targeting like, chil- not targeting children, but promoting these, concepts and these this kind of understanding or these dynamics in children because like fuck disney but literally fuck disney like they're doing that well yeah this is before disney but like yeah i agree i agree a thousand percent um it's funny yeah like these are things that are meant for kids and they're expressing i learned more about the civil rights movement what like reading x-men than yeah i'll make that argument that's sick (laughs) i I would say i was first like exposed to those ideas but I mean, uh, l- I mean, I don't mean to be dismissive, but but I th- I think learning is a is a stretch. Like it's it it makes you feel what the civil like what the civil learning about the civil rights history is supposed to make you feel, and then you get to school and you learn about the actual history, yeah. and then you connect the dots. But I I don't know. Wow. I think that's a beautiful yeah. filling like filling the gap. Not trying sort to sort of thing. I think I'm blowing it up too much, but like, yeah. No, no. What you're saying is that little comic books are exactly what black people went through in the '60s and '50s. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> and prove I'm wrong. If uh, I cancel yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Like, um, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Super cool. That's awesome. Uh, so, I mean, I recommend usually, I mean, at least like the first few um, X Men books are really mm-hmm. good. They're mm-hmm. comic books or book books? They're comic books. But they sometimes put them in like, they condense them into yeah. like a graphic novel. Mm. The last comic book I read was Archie's. So, mm. you can imagine, I'm far removed. Let me yeah. ask you, how do you feel about the Archie show, the Riverdale show? Because I feel like it's a thousand times different from like the. The comic books. You haven't watched Riverdale <laughs> at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> so they basically turned R- Archie comic books into like, how how would you describe reality? I don't know, uh, do you have any experience with the Riverdale? I don't. I, I have zero experience with the Archie universe. Uh, so Archie, Archie's like these like, like little white kids. Nice, like fun, innocent uh, comic books about teenagers. They turned that into like, like people get murdered in Riverdale. Like there's like 
open like sex. It's like, it gets like, like really raunchy at some parts. It was on WB for a bit or um. CW, whatever it's called now. Uh, and yeah, some people loved it apparently. And I, like as a kid who read like Archie comic books, like Jughead, like they make Jughead to be like a drug addict in the in the. Wait a minute. Yeah. All right. Or like drughead. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this guy. Mm. <sighs> Love him. Yeah. Um. You know, I've been trying to think, like, like in the back burner, has has there ever been like a Haitian superhero? I'm like, I'm sure. I'm sure, I can look up a, a Haitian um Haitian X Man right now. Not even there. There, there's. There, I'm sure there's. They have to. No, 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 yeah. no. Historically, they had to. No, 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 no. For the history alone of my country, Mother they had to. Help your phone. <laughs> but uh. Sorry, guys. I have to. Dale. Address that? Go, go, go find oh. your phone. Okay. Turns out I addressed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm going to look up a, a Haitian X Men. But yeah. Um, this is beautiful. All about me. Thanks. Appreciate it. So, what's your favorite thing about watching comedy? My favorite thing about watching comedy, mm, I like to see the product of crowd work. So, when a comedian engages, the crowd like target not targets but like calls one person out in the crowd yeah and they have an engagement where the comedian has to improvise mm-hmm. based on what that person said and like like that for me has made certain sets that i've seen and like just seeing the wittiness of a comedian's nature just naturally come about through engaging with the crowd like i i've had the most fun in those moments that that used to be for me like how good a uh, comedian crowd work basically right like, right that's the how I feel. Golden tool, like mm-hmm. if they're super quippy, if super ready to like jump on like a topic and have like they already have a punchline prepared somehow. I used to think that was like the touch of God, pretty much in any comedian. Touch of God. I mean, no, I'm not making it sound like no, it's special that spontaneity. I I, I know what yeah. you're saying. Um, this guy is really good at it. Super I'll good at it. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's I'm very not trying nice. to be nice. There's other like uh, Jamie. Well, it is nice. Juilla. I could name a bunch of others, but um, you're, you know, so let's dive a little bit into love. You. Oh God. Uh. <laughs> you are a chemistry major, or you have a chemistry yes. degree. I'm a uh, science. Yes. Yes. Okay. I am a science. <laughs> <laughs> you are a science. <laughs> One. One. What what got you into chemistry, of all things? What got me into chemistry? Um, that is like the most complicated field of science in my imagination. Oh no, super physics! It's physics, physics. We bow down anyway. Um, so I actually got into chemistry initially as a neuroscience major. Okay. Like oh, I sure. I've struggled with mental health since I was about fifteen, and so the concept of the mind has always intrigued me and. Because my mind is has been hard to understand or diagnose, like that's got me really interested in understanding like how the mind works in general. And so, I went to college. Like, I'm gonna learn about the brain as much as I can. Like, do what I can to make sure mental health is not this big dark cloud for a lot of people. Yeah. And so, I got into college, and by the time I got into my first neuroscience course, like I was just disappointed by the type of research methods I saw, like the type of questioning and just the overall scientific endeavor in neuroscience, I just found it lackluster. And at that point I had taken 
an advanced chemistry course. What's up? You have a question? Can I ask, yeah, why did you go, you went, you went an interesting route. You went an interesting canal that I usually, when I see people that, that want to study more the mind, mm -hmm. especially like young people, uh, they usually want to go psychology. So why oh. did you choose neuroscience is my question. That's an um, interesting diversion. So track. for me, I believe, personal belief, again, yeah. this is just my belief, not representative of Raul at all. No. Um, I was um, pushed away from psychology because I felt that a lot of psychology majors or people who were promoting psychology were using psychology as a manipulative tactic in terms of engaging interpersonally. So okay. they, like in my experience, a lot of psychology majors would equip themselves with an understanding of psychology to diagnose their friends or to use that in a way that would make conversation more advantageous for them by understanding the psychology of that person. And like for me, like that like led to a lot of contrived conversations or contrived interactions that just felt unnatural. And so I went, I wanted to go like the more hard science, like seeking truth route. Like that's kind of my big thing. Like what is the truth in this? And for me, truth is looking at like the molecules, the bare bones, like looking at like microscopically, subatomically, like how do we understand this? And that was like the burning questions that I had. Those are the burning questions I had. I got you. It's, it's just, yeah, it's an interesting approach because like, for example, I'm a I'm a psychology minor. Oh psychology wow, minor. judging. No, I'm, I'm not kidding. No, I'm kidding. but I'm I kidding, agree I'm that, kidding, that a lot of people study psychology sometimes for the reasons you're saying. They just want to use it to make quips and stuff in the conversation, mm -hmm. at like a party or something. I'm not saying that that's not everyone's goal. Yeah, I'm yeah, just saying yeah. that in my personal experience, and again, this is anecdotal. It, it does. It, it seems it does seem a little contrived, and it does seem like a not the fuel use of a mental capacity. Obviously, like you want to say something. No, I don't. I'm listening to you guys. I think. Uh, did you find a Haitian superhero? I did. Um, no way. Okay, so I found a few. Uh, oh, brother! The, the most popular one, uh, the most uh, who seems to be uh, the first one. Tell me how you feel about this name, uh, Doctor Voodoo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And then we got <laughs> uh, we go down the list a little bit. We get to Calypso, which okay. is um, not even a Haitian thing. Yeah. Um, and then we oh go down the list a little bit. We get to Papa Jambo. Okay. Um, and okay. then <laughs> and then we right. got uh, yeah yeah. Uh, so it's all pure I, like voodoo. Yeah, stuff I like how we went from worst to better. That's yeah. Good. That's no. Good. I, I think it went from worse to worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jumbo does sound like something, it's, but... Yeah, yeah. When was that created? Just to give me a idea, does it say, like, when that... Okay, yeah, so Dr. Voodoo came out in the 70s and 73, okay. uh, at which point, um, you know, they, they probably didn't think anything bad about Voodoo. They were yeah. like, this is amazing, we're doing a Haitian <laughs> superhero. <laughs> we're uh, celebrating their culture. Yeah, oh. um, the idea of zombies came from Haiti, so... Uh, uh, Jericho was born with his twin brother Daniel as a child growing up in Haiti, a culture that embraced voodoo, magic, and superstition. The academically adept Jericho was out of place. He was very skeptical about magic, da -da -da, granted a scholarship to the United States, and an accomplished author, scholar, and noted psychologist. Oh, shit! He finally returns to Haiti when his Haitian brother died. Down, 
my god. So he trained with Papa Jambo to seek revenge. Um, oh, oh, fun. Um, when the mantle of Sorcerer Supreme was left vacant, Jericho became the new Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, you know Doctor Strange? Love. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie. Um, uh, I appreciate that you know that uh, more than Doctor Strange, but uh, he's a superhero, mystical powers, and he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Anyway, yes, Haitian superhero. All right, all right, we got, we all got. Right. We got a couple. All right. The, the reason I was asking about, pa- I want to know when Papa, whatever his name was, was created. Like seventy three. Yeah. He was creating seventy. Okay, so they beat Papa Shango by a few years. Papa Shango's on. Uh, Papa Shango is. Um, is that a, a Cuban one? Shango. No, sh- <laughs> no, Shango. Um, uh. So, in professional wrestling, there was a character named Papa Shango. That's why I was asking. Mm. Who was also was he Asian? He was a voodoo priest. Oh, uh, so <laughs> who the yeah. the wrestler later became the Godfather, which the Godfather was this pimp character from the nineties and early two thousands. Like the movie. Like no 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 like a pimp, like he called himself the Godfather, but like in like a oh, like I he see. came out like full seventies black exploitation pimp with mm. two honeys. Honeys, that and, was so um, cute. You can say bitches, well, Raul. Right. I give you permission. <laughs> I'm so worried. Like, there's sometimes I say words that, like, I know I have, like, a bear, like, a teddy bear look to me sometimes, Aww. I guess. Are you saying it like that? But I know, like, sometimes I say a word, and it's, like, not pleasant to the ear. So I try to, like, use my words in, like, good dis- good order. I don't know. So back to Godfather. Mm-hmm. So the thing about him, that, that wrestler, was he retired, and then later opened a very popular strip club. Oh, that's smart. And he still plays the character in the strip club. Oh, that's super... What so is Mariah... Was it Mariah Carey? Or, no, Britney Spears, how she's, like, now performing in, like, like casinos and stuff. Like, she's made performing for severe in her... Whatever, I'm sorry. Random, random. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. So that was my how do you feel about Britney? Do you think it was okay that we free Britney, or do you think that the conservatorship actually saved her a little bit? That what? What was the second part? What saved Like, you? so there's this, like, conundrum right now. Like, people think that Britney Spears is losing her shit. Like, that they think that she's kind of, like, regressing mentally. Like, mm. she's consistently posting news. Is that a conspiracy as much as it is uh, evident? <laughs> so, well, it's the not question... Not empirical data. The, the, <laughs> yeah. not, not a conspiracy, uh. but, like, the question is, should she... Did the conservatorship was actually working for her? And it oh. looks like it was. Oh my God! Um, you seem like a Britney fan. Are you a hidden Britney fan? Or I, I'm now? not even a Britney fan. I okay. am a celebrity empathizer. Okay. I think becoming a celebrity, maintaining a celebrity status, and seeing a rise of success as a celebrity is an insidious process that demoralizes, oppresses, and destroys stability and mental health and emotional health and i think she was a victim to that oppressive nature of course that will make you go psychotic go nuts a little i feel the conservatorship was maybe to protect her in terms of not allowing the world to see what celebrity fame status has done to her Mm -hmm. but now that it's over she's freed like her mind is now like being shown to the world and i think that's what they didn't want 
us to see, but that's just who she is. She's a sick person. I think that that's a result of her fame and her journey. So you're like air out the wound kind of idea. Like like she needs help. She's but fucking she crazy. And the people in the real that. world. I mean, she's posting nudes like every other day. She's sick. Like Kanye is sick. She's sick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, well, no, I just like how she said that. Like Kanye is sick. Like we're so willing to say Kanye is sick or like not all us, but people are so willing to say Kanye is sick instead of saying he's crazy. Um, and then he I get I mentally ill. He's not crazy. We're not, we're not crazy. I'm mentally ill. I'm not crazy. I'm yeah. mentally ill. I'm sick. Like the, the language I think is important here because I don't think these people are crazy in and of themselves. Like mm. certain things in life make you go crazy. Is crazy being like removed from the vernacular now? Is that what's going on? Mm, no, I think her. I think contextually oh. in my context that I'm using, I don't think cra- crazy is appropriate. Right. Like I know my loony, I call them my looney tunes, like people yeah. with mental ill, mental health like spectrum. Like endearingly, I call them Looney Tunes, but if you say crazy, like that's a trigger. Mm. Like that, not it's not nigga, but it's a mm. trigger. Okay, I got you. So, can you say it playfully? Like somebody says, um, the Dolphins are the best team in the NFL. Like, can you be like, oh, you're crazy, or is it like, does the word, or is like the word carry that much weight? That I think out of context. It's fine, but if you're describing someone who is mentally ill or has had yeah. experiences that has deteriorated their mental health and that is coming to light, like mm-hmm. this person needs help. They're not crazy. They're ill. Like right. that for me, that's a personal idea that I'm pr- I want to promote. Like, no, I get like it. is that's it like all. is it kind of like traveling down the avenue of being a slur almost at one point? Like, can you make that argument? Or? I just think it's a pejorative way of looking at someone who yeah. is. Se- crying out for help yeah do you think that's what kanye's doing right now or you think that he's just i i, I worry like <sighs> i worry about kanye i mean i think we all worry about kanye. oh brother in christ oh, my brother in christ kanye i worry <laughs> about you <sighs> uh there's always like this concern this is one of the problems i have with censorship i think is that when you select have selective hearing you don't hear the voices you need to hear in your life sometimes. And that's what I feel like is going on with Kanye, is that he had his mom, he had, like, other people in his life that were very imperative to him, kind of, like, not staying down the straight and narrow, I'm not saying like that, but, like, keeping him aligned. And now that I know his mom was a big deal, and hell, he named this one of his best albums after his mom. The best album of all time. The gr- that album brought me to Jesus, so unfortunately, I don't give a fuck what anybody else Paul has Trump. to say. Paul Trump, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Ooh, my that, opinion again. I love Jerry only. It's hell of an opinion. Uh, I'll take it. <laughs> um. So, th- again, the problem with like when you have sen- when you censor yourself as far <laughs> as like not what you're saying, what you're hearing, what you're intaking that I I feel like you, you run a, a, a course that you think all your shit smells great and that no one should challenge you on anything and you surround yourself pretty much with yes men and that's what I feel like is exactly what's happening to him. I don't know his story yeah. or his circle or circumstance enough to yeah. confirm, deny, agree, disagree. Yeah. Just from my perception as someone who learned about Kanye through the Donda album. Like, I'm late in the game. Wait, was Donda the first album you heard of Kanye? The full album, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's 
I'm not gonna say that you have a jaded opinion on no, that. No, obviously. Album, again, it's yeah. This is through lived experience, and I'm taking <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. You're part of a, f- a small group of people. I would say Pablo was was it Pablo? Yeah, Pablo is a good album. Pablo was an amazing album. That's I good. actually that that's my favorite album. Really? That's good. Yeah. Oh fuck. Rhythmically, very good. Good songs. Mm-hmm. Like some yeah. yeah, lyrically, he's had like like objectively better songs. I'm not gonna pretend to say that. Yeah. But uh, yes, I I love the sound of Pablo. Yeah. It made me feel tings. Um, <laughs> and Ultralight Beam is one of the greatest songs oh ever made. Um, and I am not a religious man. Uh, and I think that's what I love about Kanye. Like as someone who grew up and fell in love and, like, would have died for the secular, the mundane, the man's world. Like, he, uh, like, his music allowed me to transcend or, like, see myself outside of that. I got you. But but on the the whole, it's Kanye crazy kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, I think, because from my lived experience and understanding that, that has allowed me to think I can understand people a little bit better, but from my presumptive perspective, I think that people like his mom kept him on the straight and narrow in terms of, like, all this shit's happening around you, like, don't let it phase you, like, follow God, seek truth, all this stuff, but once that anchor is gone, like, he's no longer tethered to something that is ever, like, like um, I'm new, whatever, everything, and he's now like, he's, he's not, float. yeah, he's just expressing himself in a way that isn't anchored to what he n- knows is his home. Like, if that makes sense. Like, I, I just don't think he has a home in anyone right now, and that's a scary position to be in, and that's an easy place to be. Like saying crazy stuff and it's a cry for help like he needs someone to understand him like he needs to find home in someone like he needs to find love in someone and something and like i don't think so my question goes back to we're assuming Mm -hmm. we're assuming we do not we're not part of his life and not part of his life anyway do you feel like this is a cry for help or you feel like this is just him in a way like acting out like just going max balls to the wall like He's a provocative person. He's an audacious person. Like, I I feel like I want to separate that from what's happening. Like, certain like for example, the anti-Semitism. Yeah. Be there in a second. Oh, are we going? Are we up? No, important. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Um, hey, uh, 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 yo, Kanye, uh, guys, a lovely chat with you two. All right. Bye. I'll be Dominguez, everyone. Love this guy. Thank you. Please, I'll be Dominguez. Follow him, please. Please. It's fucking hilarious. Later, homie. And now that we're alone. Now we're alone, what? (laughs) We're talking about (laughs) a gate. We're talking about a gate. Yeah, yeah, the anti Semitism, for example, like I was not promoting, just posting his music, and I have a Jewish friend, and she was like, I thought you were anti-Semitic because you were posting Kanye's stuff. And I was like, what is happening? And so I found out he was like, oh, Hitler. Like, he likes Hitler, whatever, all that stuff. I think he, man, we're assuming a lot of crap. Yeah. But, but from, like, a Christian sensitivity, like, uh-huh. he's pulling out a single thread. One thread. One thread. Mm. I can see it. But 
Not that I agree, but I it's am, one thread. He's trying, like he's pulling. He's trying to like reaching show that we should love all, no matter what their flaws are, no matter how evil they are. That like, I get that idea. That that's yeah, very. That's not my opinion. I don't see oh, it okay with. Oh, what was your opinion? I think it's a Christian sentiment mm. because, like, I I feel like he's been radicalizing biblical messages and biblical a little bit no yeah yeah no but in the sense that like because in the bible like god is angry at jewish people for like not accepting his son as the king of the jews or whatever mm. for i think for him it's like well hitler realized and understood god's wrath and he did something about it and so i like for me that's the perception that i have of the situation like he's pulling he's reaching at this Christian Jewish argument, well, I think like that's how how I see it. But from a Christian point of view, I see that perspective. The perspective I have on why he's been like super the, the Jewish thing, he's got a that he has to rectify. No, no, yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's got yeah a letter therapy. Like we've got a lot a to very, work with. Um, he has a very slant view, and yes, maybe someone wronged him of of that ilk but i think when he says like the love hitler stuff i love yeah I he says i love, love. Hitler. yeah he literally says oh love, love? yeah that's he, a strong he, word for someone he like that dropped your first name in front of hitler yeah <laughs> <laughs> he dropped my name he dropped love hitler i love Hitler. oh beef Think, top no 10 things you shouldn't really say in public oh my and he God. said it on a show that had like 40 million viewers and it was hilarious Cause like, <laughs> how do you respond? The host, okay, it was Alex Jones, by the way. So, um, so it was on Alex Jones' show, who's a, a super far right guy. Um, some might think he's Stephen Colbert to the max, but um, so Alex Jones is like, hey, you know, you can't be saying this stuff about Hitler, you can't be saying this stuff about the Nazis, you know, and he's like trying to do whatever CYA he's trying to cover. He's trying to, for what, even though he's a crazy guy in himself, the host, he's trying to, like, <laughs> Connie, you are crazy. saying things wow. that are going to affect my bottom line. You need to relax. And so while they're pulling off camera to go to break, like, you know how they do those fade out to, like, yeah, a commercial? Yeah. Right when that's happening, it's happening right in front of Kanye. And it's, like, almost perfectly comedically timed by Kanye. He goes, I love Hitler. And he goes straight to commercial. <laughs> You're kidding. It's Fucking hilarious! It's like the 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 timing of it is wow. beautiful, like comedically beautiful. Horrible thing to say, comedically beautiful. But like the intrinsic rage and yeah. fury for mankind, humanity in uh -huh. general. Like I feel like I don't know what what's going on internally with him, but he. He's whoever. I think he's hurt, man. I whoever think. hurt him, it's been a. Oh, we know who hurt him. We know who hurt him. Who hurt him? Kim. I don't want to talk about her. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about that bitch. I mean, listen. I don't want to talk about that fucking bitch. She. Uh, oh my god. Did you hear this plastic? The the, the, the the craziest things like, first like. Is she a lawyer still? I think she's trying. Oh, still. She's trying. How many years I mean, has it been? Apparently, she's released. Like, she got a lot of people like who had wrongful convictions released. Right. So good for Kim on the that. The least you can do. The least you can do with her billions. Like, come on, are you kidding um, me? Are you kidding me? But so oh my God. I think before he got suspended from Twitter again, uh, <laughs> Kanye 
posted a photo saying, and I caught this guy with Kim one night while we were married. And it was apparently a picture of Chris Paul, a uh, famous NBA player. Chris Paul, um, allegedly. So, I, and again, these are allegations and accusations. You know, you can do with them as you will. But mm. I, I think it definitely when you're when you're scorn, when you're love scorn, oh especially, you're gonna say some crazy ass shit. You're gonna mm. do some crazy ass shit. And um, unfortunately, I think he's on this. Man, it, it, I, I I really want someone who it truly, as a, as like almost familial, loves Kanye, yeah, and like in, intervenes in his okay in his way. But I don't think it's happening because, it, like how I reiterate, like to reiterate a statement I made earlier, I think he's just f- surrounded by yes people who don't who are just milking him like a cow. But I think he's now. I think this year he realized and was able to identify like. Holy fucking shit! Like my entire circle is fucked up. Like he, I, I think, think he, this year he realized. Still around him. Oh god! Why would he That's still? Like, why be doing? He's going on like, like I don't know if you've been following. He's been going on like real far right, like close to Nazi ish podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's like he's really like oh, testing, milking this. They're he's milking testing this. that boundary and, and stuff. But that's why I feel like someone oh. has to intervene. I'm not oh. saying getting him medicated. I'm not saying getting him real happen. Pastor Rich Wilkerson Jr. I don't know who that is. That is Kanye's marriage officiating pastor with Kim. Okay. Please talk to Kanye. That was just my little call to action. That's all. I think it has to be someone deeper than that. I think it has to be. Like I don't know if he has. Like I thought that was Donda. <laughs> so I mean, I'm like Don, but Donda passed. Donda so passed away. It, so on it, this there, plane, he has no other family, he has no other like brother, sister, or anything to connect with in that way. Only a he, mother. Like, like I don't know. Like, uh, can like a coalition of Drake and Jay Z and like oh. Diddy like come oh. and like intervene? He's still friends with Jay Z. I imagine that he still has Jay Z's number. No, no, and, no, no. For, you can't delete I know that. that. They, I you know can't they, delete that. I know that. they they had the falling out after, after the the gold album. What was it called? Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The niggas in Paris album. That album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, beautiful, beautiful. I, I know they had a falling out soon after that. Mm. Um, but like, man, it has to be like a close confidant of friend to like intervene for him because like he is just on this. I don't. I don't. He's saying things that are so outlandish and dark and somewhat yeah. evil that you don't believe. But I don't I don't really believe that's his sentiment. I think part of me does think it's a big cry out for help, like in that yeah. he's waiting for I don't know who he's waiting for to answer it. <laughs> or is he full off the wagon and he and there's no taking this train back on the tracks? I don't know. Yeah. From my perception, this turned I, into like a I super insider edition I'm a super podcast. Into this. I <laughs> fucking uh, anyway. I okay. I'm of the opinion yeah. that Kanye mm. is actively mm. trying to stir shit up again, so again, grand like, to get God's attention. I think he's trying to get like he has no one. I think. <laughs> I think he has no. He thinks he has no one else on earth. He's like, I'm gonna fuck this shit up until God does so fucking something. You like, think he went internet trolled to the max in real in IRL in real life to cut 
all ties with man to fuck this shit. Like, fuck y'all. I don't know. Like My reason, I think, mm. I think Jay-Z deceived him. I think his closest, his brother, in what he, in what he thought his brother in Christ mm-hmm. deceived him. I think, and the woman he thought he, that was his woman deceived him. His family that he thought he was building, gone. Like, like, I don't know about, I don't know about gone, but like, I'm losing my family, that song, whatever. So I think he's in this precar- he's been in a precarious position for a long time and was surrounded by yes men to make him make money off of this precarious position, still doing that now. But mm-hmm. I think he's officially in a position where like I have no one on this earth. I'm calling out to God. Fuck this shit. I'm stirring this shit up until God does something. I don't know. Have you seen there's a documentary on Netflix about Kanye, like his early years. I forget what it's called. Um, man. See, I'm a new fan. I had no, I have no idea about these things. He has, yeah, he has a, a, a documentary that's out on that Netflix. And one thing I took away from that Netflix documentary, one thing I've taken away from like his Joe Rogan episode, what I've taken away from just him in general, like everything he's ever espoused, everything, every time he's been in the public eye, mm. he is super confident to the point of like arrogance like true oh yeah like geopolitical arrogance yeah um and i've seen that yeah i agree that can also be a factor that we haven't even discussed in play that maybe he thinks he is like and he said it sometimes and some he's kind of like alluded to it in a lot of his music and and like his interviews that he's like the second coming of jesus christ like he's he's kind of alluded Especially when he was doing oh, like the Jesus thing, the Jesus stuff. Well, also like when he was doing like the Sunday Mass in that field in L.A. in the California, excuse me. Yeah, he he famously was doing. Um, he would do this thing called Sunday Mass. Um, it's like on a hilltop in Middle California, and he had like a choir of like 150 people, and people were like surrounded. Like he, it was like a perfect hilltop situation. And people like surrounded the hilltop, and he would like have huge performances. Apparently, a lot of people loved it. But um, he is definitely a fan of Christianity. I will tell you that. There's no questioning that. Yeah, but I. Th- so I have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. Okay. I don't care about talking about it. Like yeah, whatever yeah. label this world wants, I don't give a fuck. Like whatever you guys think. Good luck. So. In times where people have perceived me or as manic, okay, my thoughts have grounds in reality, mm-hmm. but threads elsewhere. And so I can identify that in some of his speech where it starts off, you like kind of like, okay, Kanye, like you're here. Mm-hmm. And then as he gets more emotionally riled up, like as the trauma, as all this stuff starts coming up, like his Re- thoughts grounded in reality are now derailed and like I think he's in the fully derailed phase. Yeah. Like there is not that there's no coming back, there's no saving him, like but he he he's doing all this stuff. Like he is a loose cannon. Like he needs help. Yeah. I think he is in true need of someone. Something God. Like so, like he I think he's waiting I'm for not God. Saying, like celebrities uh, like Chelsea Handler <laughs> sent him like a DM. Saying like, oh, we can get you into a rehab, we can get you medicated. Like, I think that was not a good. Oh, thing that's to do. you don't. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not the first. The approach I hate is the hard. I'm always like, if there's like one fact of life that's like, 
I've agreed with a thousand percent, and it's just proven itself. It's like the one experiment in my life that mm. no matter Ooh. what the variables are, always comes out the same. Oh, is that the hard path is always the best path? Oh, period. Yeah, always. yeah. Always, and yeah, I, I feel like if there are people who truly love Ye, who truly love Kanye, they really need to intervene. Mm-hmm. physically and mm-hmm. like be with him yeah physically yeah like, i agree uh, uh invest that time and effort because that's the only thing that i think yeah. will actually <coughs> rectify his his thoughts or like yeah. or even have him consider it because yeah. it's the only other path i see him going is rock bottom yeah and i mean like mortality wise i mean like he's gonna be bankrupt he's gonna be like just destroyed and like all this beautiful music, all this beautiful artwork he's done, is gonna be for naught. Okay, but for for me, the whole celebrity yeah. shtick for me. Yeah. I think he was has always been pursuing his art, okay. his music. Okay. The commercialization of it, I think he's fighting against that. Like everyone making money off of me. Good luck now. Good luck. Yeah, but you gotta make an like, argument that his his rise in popularity was the okay his okay. art his art and his talent is the foundation mm-hmm. but like the rebar the cement mm-hmm. everything that needed to get put into the building that is Kanye West involved money yeah, like he yeah. needed money to create a studio he might create yeah, all yeah. these thought processes to take chances on like people like Kid Cudi take yeah, the chance to on take people like take his art and take his uh, vision. Lil Nas X and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, those are the things that, like, while I agree with you, like, being in a spotlight is very, I can only imagine, is very, very strenuous and very scary. Yeah. But I think also that he would have never reached the heights he has reached without that. No, of course. I, I totally agree. Like, yeah. yeah. Money is the anthem. Like you, you gotta sing that anthem if you want to go somewhere. And I, yeah, sang a real. He sang a really good ditty. He sang a really <laughs> good ditty all these years. Really good ditty. But like I, I feel like he feels he could potentially feel so scorned and deceived by the people closest to him that yeah. even though he's around yes men, like he could also be playing them and just be like, well, you guys want me to do all this bullshit and fuck shit up even more for whatever reason? Like mm-hmm. saying yes to me. Oh, I'll go on this talk show. Like I'll do this podcast. Like I'll say this fucking bullshit. Like testing, not even testing those waters, like audaciously provoking certain things and provoking sociopolitical unrest in the culture like that's where it starts like in the culture like i think he is trying to push for god to intervene like that like there for him there's nothing else on this physical plane he can attach himself to like his family's being taken away the woman he loved blah, blah, blah i think his best friend deceived and all this stuff and i i think he's like the only person i have now is god my mother died hey, like i'll be back are you coming back? Oh my god! Are you coming back? Huh? I just want to say bye. I'm gonna to go to Seven Seas. Oh, oh are you going to Seven Seas? Mm. Maybe you should come. Oh, it's fun. Are you inviting me? Or? What? Are you inviting me, yes. or maybe I should come? Okay. Personally. All right, then yeah. I'll come. Anybody gives you trouble? You're gonna see a lot of delirious comics. Oh, I love delirium. Great. Hey, am I up? I'm not up yet. Do you want to come on? I 
guess. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. He's not enthusiastic. Consent has to be enthusiastic, dude. He's enthused. Ladies and gentlemen, back again, Mr. Alex Tarno. Did you get your mic? Hey. We're talking a lot about Kanye West. That's okay. Okay. We can we can change it. Yeah, please. It's been a lot. Oh, it's yeah, been we talking How do we close it? Well, actually, yeah, we're about to wrap it up. <laughs> perfect, perfect. All right. Something that Tarno does nothing about. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, massive gravity. Why is that? ADHD. What? Oh, 808 beats. Yeah, I know. I, no, I don't know who that is at all. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, I was making a joke about you not wearing condoms. I mean, oh, right now while I'm walking. <laughs> no. Are, why would you have a condom on now? No, I mean. <laughs> he stays no, strapped, I mean, like, dude. You got to stay ready. Joke. Yeah, because you were talking about, oh, I was saying wrapping it up, and then I was like, that's something I turn on. I was a little about. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, dude, I, I've been fortunate enough that a lot of like, the girls I've been with have like IUDs. Oh, you have been fortunate. Holy <laughs> fucking like, shit. Like two, at least. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah blessed and highly favored. <laughs> Great. Wild, wild. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're select yeah, few. Think, you're lucky. Yeah, I think I want to wrap it up. I'm not saying you don't want to wrap it up. I'm not calling you. He just, he just hasn't had to. Your sexual knowledge? Yeah. Jeez. It's been a while, too. Oh, I love this. It's so cute. <laughs> Let him live, bro. Jet. <laughs> I, uh, I, I do dabble in like the other the dark arts as far as like what's dark like, arts like fooling around with like sex workers I'm gonna say it politely oh like, my like, god like, Ooh. Yeah, extend this that. episode please I wanna hear this that's exciting <gasps> in Miami yeah watch out watch out that's what I do. That's like, that's what I, it allows me. It's not, that's not your only thing you do, bro. Like, yeah, it's, it's a hobby. Though. It's, a, it's a hobby? That's it's kind so of a hobby. Yeah, you know, it's you a pleasure seeking hobby. I get it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, wow. It's fun, but it's not fun at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Can you really call it a hobby? Anything is a hobby. Oh, anything. Cards, I collect God, gotta catch them all. Different countries. He said, I, I like them exotic. Gotta catch them all. Have you ever gone to, like, uh, have you ever gone to, uh, what, what is this called? Epcot? It's like um, Disney, but for yeah, yeah. other people. So in Epcot, they have, like, a little stamp thing. Okay. For kids. Like, uh, What's happening right the, now? The, 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 they could, like, stamp, like, each country they went to in Epcot, right? No way. <laughs> no. Oh my god, you gotta please present it to the class one day. No. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> wow. Look, look, we're on a goal for Tarno. Uh, well, yeah, my goal is this year not to do it. Oh, wow. 2023? Yeah, okay. I also feel like it's kind of, because, like, the convenience of going uh, mm-hmm. to an escort mm-hmm. uh, takes mm-hmm, away mm-hmm. from the hunt of actually, mm-hmm. like, talking to women and mm-hmm. You know, because I'm mm. like, eh, I really, uh, like, I like talking to women, like, normally, you know, like, f- friendly, but I'm, I don't have that, uh, like, you know, that, like, flirty thing. Like, I don't have that, really. You don't have to yes, be, that you don't have to do that to get a woman to like you enough to fuck you. No, I know that. 
No, he's not looking for that. He's looking for love. Oh, oh my oh, God. I love this. Oh. <laughs> what? It's okay to say that you have a heart. Oh, that's so beautiful. I prefer to find, yeah, like a girlfriend, you know, just because it's like, yeah, it's Consistent and stable relationship. Secure. That's so beautiful. Oh, I wish I could find someone for you. That's so sweet. Eventually, eventually you'll. She's out there. Though. If you force it, then it's bad. One of us right, has right. three failed engagements here. Yeah, we all have our places. <laughs> well, we all have our crosses to bear. You know? Oh my god! It's okay. <laughs> I will say, <laughs> I will say for any single ladies in the audience, Tarno has a heart of gold, and any woman oh. that would have, be lucky enough for Tarno be in a relationship with will get the rewards like threefold. Oh, so sweet. Let me shit on you more, though. Okay. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh. Shit on me. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, uh, uh-huh. Matt, Vasco used to make the joke that, oh, man, I can't believe that you actually were able to get down on one knee three times. <laughs> Fat. <laughs> Such a good joke. Three I've stolen it a few times. What? Three engagements. Three engagements. Oh my god, Three your little heart. Your little heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your little heart, dude. Oh my god, it's I'm getting okay, I'm feeling nauseated. Oh, I, I'm, I'm stronger as a person. No, oh yeah, oh my it's god. It's like being shot three times. Oh I'm oh sorry. I, I, I tell him that him and I need to focus on this year on like really Yes. Yeah, build yourself up to be that person for that person you want. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing, you know. Where, like, I, him, him and I were having a conversation the other day where I'm like, dude, like, women don't look at us and go, like, security. They look at us and go, oh, shit, diabetes, they're going to die early. <laughs> Which like, women? Well, well, no. I, I mean. Any average, like, human being will look at us and be like, they're sweet dudes. Great. That's the worst. We're Dad energy. We're good dudes. Dad right? energy's hot, dude. I don't get it. Oh, yeah, yeah, but we're not. We're like dad energy, but like, we don't have like dad bods. We have you, dad bods. You are dads. No, we do not have dad bods. <laughs> okay, dude, live in denial. Enjoy the river. Enjoy your swim. Dude, if we walked in. What? If the two of us walked in. <laughs> listen to it's me. If the two of us walked in to a pitch, a TV show pitch <laughs> at ABC, they're going to go, oh, two fat dads, right? That's true, right? Two fat dads? Go, yeah. No. Two fat dads, yeah. <laughs> two fat dads. And it'll just be us. It'll be so slapstick. They'll put up so much drywall that we'll fall through in the house. That's all it will be. It'll just be one of us falling through drywall every night. Oh. <sighs> Uh, oh, this is good. That was point, good. Yeah, but my point being, <laughs> yes. uh, is that, you know, like, you, you want to get the dad body eventually. What uh, what you want is for, like, the chick to be like, oh, okay, he takes care of himself. He's, you know, he's, like, he's, that, that's going to hold but, up for a little bit, you know what I mean? But, like, that's through conversation. Like, I don't know what your health profile looks like until, like, I see it, until you, t- I see it in you, like, as you do things that are healthy, like, I. I don't. I don't think just from one look at someone like you can tell no, their no, health. But like, like I feel like even like if you like if a girl like talks to me for a while, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be like, oh, he's a cool dude, but like, fuck, it's not good though, you know. I know. I know. Yeah. No, but I do feel bad. Uh, when, okay. Um, Man, this is TMI. 
Whenever I whenever I'm performing the act, oh, I do yeah. feel bad for the woman because I feel like I'm like a rainforest of sweat is falling on their face, and I feel so bad. Um, some ladies like that. Hello, you. Uh, yeah, well, hello, me. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not a chubby chaser, but I mean, hey. Like sweat while it's happening. Uh-huh. I mean, if I'm sweating, you're sweating. We're all yeah, sweating. Like, we're we're all what sweating. are we going to do about it? It's getting hot. Uh, What's the worst sweat? Oh. Is it fat guy sweat? Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah fat guy. No, What's like, fat guy sweat? Not fat guy sweat, but more uh-huh. really obese fat guy sweat. It's got to be, like, really bad. Fat guy like, sweat like, is. Dudes that make us look like ballerinas. It's sweat with like laced with like KFC grease. Yeah. That's the best way we can describe it. Yeah, man. At it's least, just like, yeah. I'm still able to like wipe my butt. Okay. Why? Why? Is that like a big thing for you? Like, oh, dude, you can, make like, the wipe? can you imagine not being able to wipe your ass? Oh, that, that's a scary like, thing. Kind of but you know, okay. So the only people I know that have that problem are morbidly obese people. But you want to know the other population has this problem? Pregnant women. No. What? Hardcore mass over massive bodybuilders. <laughs> they can't <laughs> wipe their ass. They that a lot of them take wow. tongs. That's the crazy. You said tongs? It. Tongs, yeah. Tongs. The little clampers. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To clamp the hole. No, to, to, to put toilet paper on the tongs. To, I don't I don't to, even understand to how To perform the action. Okay. It's like, you know how you have like a, a reach, like a reaching tool? Like you're supposed to, to put it up there? No, no, a no. A little you bit? Use the, the, you use that like, a, like an arm extension. So you put oh, toilet paper like on. Oh, like this. Put the toilet paper on the tongs. Okay, okay, okay. You perform the duty with the tongs. Okay. It's gotta be so rough, man. It's gotta hurt too. Thank God for bidets. Bidets are good. Oh yeah, bidets. easy. Problem solved. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Toilets done. Yeah. Right. Guys, we'll end on that note. Oh, bidets God. are amazing. Love, thank you for so much for coming down here and doing this podcast with us. I think thank you. I've been uh, coming out. Yeah, You've seen me. You know you have. I know you know. All right, uh, guys, follow Tarno at Tarno Time. Love Sherry. At, at, um, sh- help me out. Thick with two C's dot Christian. Yes. Uh, guys, we have shows December 17th on Nor Comics. December 22nd, we have it in two areas. We have it at Prison Pals Brewery in Oakland Park Boulevard and at Hybrid House in West Kendall on the 22nd. We have already our lineup of shows coming out for 2023, so please stay posted to daycountycomedy.com. Uh, thank you, guys. We love you. Peace. Bye.